Welcome back to another episode of Real Talk About Feminism podcast. We're so excited that you guys are here. Thank you so much for tuning in every week and listening. We really appreciate it. Today's episode is 64, and we are going to be doing a special Pride Month episode in honor of June being Pride Month. Yes, so happy Pride Month to all of you, and we're really excited to dive into the topic of Pride. Yeah, we're really looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, it's something that I don't think about as often because I'm straight, you know, mm-hmm. so like it's not a part of my everyday life, right. but I really do like meeting different types of people and learning more about the queer community yeah and I think it'll be really cool to talk about it yeah me too and we have some special guests who sent in some audio clips and answered some questions for us so that'll be really fun too yeah well for all those watching on YouTube I'm not sure if you can see it but I got my date pierced on my right ear <laughs> I don't think it's so tiny it. <laughs> it's one of those piercings where like you kind of have to look at it yeah like it's not so noticeable right which I kind of like but it looks really good. Thank you. I got a pink bead. It's so cute. Yeah. Thank you. So tell everyone about the pain level. Oh my gosh. Um, it hurts so bad to the point where like I wanted to cry and I have a really <laughs> high pain tolerance. You were there. You watched. Right. It looked so painful just from the video. But let me just say, I was actually really surprised because our other sister, Nat, they had told us that when they got their dates pierced, it hurt so bad and it was so painful. Uh-huh. So we had that in our minds. And you didn't even flinch. Like, you didn't even look like it hurt. And so in my mind, when you got it done, I was like, wow, it must not have hurt her. Like, good for her. But then you said oh. it hurt really bad. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it hurts so bad. Like, I I wasn't nervous, obviously, like, going into it. But when she pierced it, I was like, oh, my gosh, it hurts so bad. Oh. Yeah. And it hurt, like, even the day after. Like, it was just really sensitive. But anyway, that's, like, the most fun thing I've done this past week or so. <laughs> well, that's fun. Yeah, I also had a little cosmetic. Uh, is it cosmetic? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I got my hair done yesterday. It looks really good. Thank you. Yeah, so um, for those watching, my hair is styled in a way that I've, I never style it. And so thank you to my hairdresser for doing that so I didn't have to get ready today. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it looks really, really good. Thank you. Well, we are going to be doing a new little, it's not a segment necessarily, but it's just a new little thing that we want to do, and we want to do an obsession of the week. Yeah, because <laughs> I feel like we go through these phases where, like, we're, like, I'm so obsessed with this. Like, yes. remember when I talked about me making the cold tea? Yes. And putting it in the mason jars? Yes. Like, that was my obsession that was your for obsession. that week. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go first? Um... You can go first. Okay, so my obsession <laughs> this week is widgets on the iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> I literally have, like, two pages full of widgets because I love them so much, and I actually use them. Yeah, you do. Like, all the apps that I have widgets for, I use frequently. So it makes me more productive, and I just love it. Yeah, you are quite literally a widget queen. <laughs> yeah. You have so many. Guys, she has a full page on her phone dedicated to, like, the four is there four widgets on on your page? Yeah, there's four. Yeah, just one page of widgets. I have multiple one pages of widgets. Oh gosh! Wow. Yeah, I gave you a widget tour as well. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, Kenza's the widget queen, and one widget that's actually life changing is the reminder widget. Literally has changed our lives. Yeah, it's so so handy. It's so useful. Yeah. 
my obsession of the week apparently is my eye twitching because it's literally been twitching for a week. Um, I can't tell. <laughs> good. It's one of those things where I can see it like twitching yeah. in like the corner of my eye and it's been doing this 24-7 for like a week. I hate that. I, I don't know who I was talking to, but I was like, why does that happen? Am I on the ner- or am I on the verge of a nervous breakdown? Or something? <laughs> um, no, okay, that's Maybe not my... Maybe you just like more anxious or like not sleeping or something. Maybe. I don't know. I feel really good. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, okay, my real obsession of the week is a money piece for your hair. Cass, I only honestly, learned about it from you. Like, I had never heard of it before. It Okay, it is so trendy right now, and it has been on TikTok for, like, the past year. It's a year and a half. And for all of those who don't know what a money piece is, it's just, like, the very front strands of your hair, like, the two front chunks on each side in a like highlighted in a specific color so mm-hmm. some people will do it like during the pandemic like early pandemic it was like really trendy to do colored mm-hmm. um but I just have like the very two light for the very front sections of my hair light blonde it looks really cute thank you yeah so this is actually one of the things I was gonna say the lady who did my hair I'm actually kind of disappointed in my hair it is not what I wanted it looks really good and it looks really natural but it is not what I wanted. And I went in there and I showed her the exact color of blonde that I wanted. And I wanted my money piece to be extremely light. Mm-hmm. And you wanted like, it like, not white, but like really, really light. Really blonde. light. I wanted it like beach vibes blonde and it wasn't. And it's fine. It's whatever. I'm just going to tone it a little bit um, when I wash my hair next. But yeah, I just, Ken's has been making fun of me because I'm apparently obsessed with saying money piece. You were always just like, I just want my money piece to be so light. I love my money piece. I want a money piece. Like, I think oh it's just gosh. the saying money piece is what gets Yeah, it. I kind of just thinks it's really it's funny. funny. <laughs> but I'm just using the technical term. I know. <laughs> anyway, so those are our obsessions for the week. Yeah. My- Widget queen and money piece. <laughs> yeah, widget queen and money piece coming at you <laughs> today. All right, for today's feminist highlight. Um, we are highlighting Cecilia Chung. She is a transgender woman and she's a civil rights leader. And she advocates for HIV slash AIDS awareness and care, as well as LGBTQ plus rights and health equality in general. She is also currently the finance and planning committee chair of the San Francisco Health Commission. And in 2008, she became the first transgender woman and first person openly living with HIV. It's a big deal. She is the founder of Positively Trans, which is a national network of transgender people living with HIV, and it focuses um, on people of color. Wow, that's amazing. We love an advocate queen. Yes, I thought in honor of Pride Month, we should highlight somebody who's advocating Mm -hmm. for, especially trans rights. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Cecilia, for all that you do and for being so open about something that's really personal. Yeah. All right, you guys, so we are getting into Pride Month, so we're going to be talking about the history, what it represents, and then we're going to be hearing some personal experiences from three of our listeners, Mm -hmm. which is really exciting. So let's just jump into it. Yep. Go for it. So if you don't know what Pride Month is, it is the entire month of June dedicated to uplifting LGBTQ plus voices. So it's all about celebrating individuality, being who you are um, as part of the LGBTQ community, 
And throughout the month, traditionally, there's pride parades, there's protests, they have lots of drag performances. And then another thing that I've never really heard about, but I think is really important, is throughout the month, they'll really celebrate the lives of people who have lost their lives to HIV and AIDS. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and normally when we think of Pride, we just think of, like, the big parades and all yeah. that, and that's so fun and awesome, but they also do have these celebrations of life and memorials for people who have lost their lives to HIV and AIDS, so um, it's just a month dedicated to the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah, I think a lot of it is, like, raising awareness, too, that, like, people just deserve to love who they love, and mm-hmm. it shouldn't matter, and everybody deserves the same rights. No matter what your gender is, who you love, whatever. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, that's really important. So traditionally, when we think of um, the queer community, we see the rainbow flag. Um, And I actually, I just thought it meant, like, diversity. Like, in general, you know? Like, because rainbows, lots of colors. Yeah. Um, But there's actually a different meaning to each color of on the flag. Okay. So I'm specifically talking about the rainbow flag, the traditional rainbow flag that we see a lot. So um, we're just going to switch off and read out what the colors mean. So red equals life. Orange equals spirit. Yellow equals sunshine. Green Green equals nature. Blue equals harmony. And purple equals spirit. Yeah, so orange and purple both equal spirit. And... Then in 2021, the flag was altered to include black for diversity, brown for inclusivity, and then light pink, light blue and pink to represent the trans pride flag. Okay. So yeah, the flag that I'm picturing, it has like the rainbow ends. Yes. But then it's like a triangle triangle, Yeah, that cuts out on the left side. Mm -hmm. So it has the black, brown, light pink and blue. Yes. So that is the, the new flag, like the most recent version of it. Um, but I just thought it was interesting because it's, it's, the flag represents such great things like spirit, sunshine, diversity, harmony. Yeah. Like it's just amazing. I love that. It just stands for such great things. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. It's interesting because like all of that applies to like everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And that's why I think it's amazing. Because it really does apply to every everybody, and I like that they altered it in 2021 to include diversity and um, the trans pride flag. Yeah, and inclusivity. Yeah, so I think that's amazing. So, why do we celebrate Pride Month in June? You might be asking. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Pride Month is celebrated in June because it matches up with the timeline of the Stonewall Uprising which we have talked about in Feminist Highlights. And I've been in. I've been at the Stonewall Inn. Yes. So actually, um, I don't know if we've said this on the pod, but we're going to New York. Have we said that? I don't think so. Well, if we have or haven't, we're going to New York. That's the announcement. And I was looking at pictures of the Stonewall Inn, Mm -hmm. and I remembered that you've been there. And so do you want to, like, I don't know if you want to say anything about it, because I know you talked about it, but... I don't remember if you couldn't go in. We didn't go in if you could. It looked, like, closed up. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have a plaque that just memorializes the Stonewall Inn and the Stonewall Riots and what happened. Mm-hmm. So I took a picture, and I can post it on the stories, because it was really cool to be there. Yeah. Um, especially because we had talked about Marsha P. Johnson, mm-hmm. and it was very cool to actually see him in person. 
Yeah, that's awesome. So it's cool that you can speak to that. Um, but yeah, so Pride Month is celebrated in June because it matches up with the timeline of the Stonewall Uprising. And the Stonewall Uprising, we'll go into a little bit of detail about it, but it was a catalyst to gay rights in America. So I'm going to quote this from People Magazine, but this is what they have to say about the Stonewall Uprising. They said, in the early morning hours of June 28, 1969, police raided a popular gay bar in New York City's West Village, the Stonewall Inn. This was commonplace for the time, but on this particular evening, the patrons of the bar fought back, starting with Stonewall riots which went on for days. The Stonewall Inn was declared a historic landmark by the city of New York in 2015 and later named a national monument by President Barack Obama in 2016. So that is backstory on why it's celebrated in June because it lines up with that Stonewall uprising. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was Pride Month, although it was celebrated for more than 50 years before it was declared an actual holiday, President Bill Clinton officially declared Pride Month a holiday in 2000. Okay. Yeah, so it was still celebrated, but it was only officially declared in 2000, which was only 22 years ago, which is crazy to me, and it's sad that it couldn't have been a holiday before then, because it really is just a celebration about loving who you want to love and being who you are. Yes, exactly. And so it's sad that it couldn't be nationally recognized until 2000, but great that it is now. All right. So with that background, we are going to get into some personal stories from some of our listeners. We reached out to them and asked if they were willing to answer some questions and share their experience being a part of the queer community. We're going to keep their names anonymous just to protect their privacy. Um, for some people, like it's not comfortable to talk about their personal experiences in any aspect. So we're going to keep all these names anonymous and we will just make fake names so that we can reference them easier. Yes. Um, so we have two people that sent in clips and then we're going to read the answers of our other listener. So the first question that we ask them is what are your pronouns and how do you identify? And when did you first know you were queer? Hi, I use they, them pronouns, and I identify as genderqueer and non-binary. Um, when did I first know I was queer? I think, I think maybe, like, late sixth grade or, like, summer going into seventh grade, I started questioning, but I think by the time, like, seventh grade was over, I think I knew. Hi, my name is Kristen. Um, my pronouns are she, her, and I identify as bisexual. Um, I first knew that I was bi when, I mean, I didn't first, I didn't know that I was bi. I just, I just kind of noticed that I was a little fruity into girls, if you will. (laughs) Um, I first knew that I was into girls, um, when, like, seventh grade, I think. Uh, that's when I had my first girl crush. Um, I, I always kind of just what's the word like doubted it I was like no no there's no way (laughs) that I that I'm into girls but um I first knew like I accepted that I was bi uh last summer in July Steve said his pronouns are he him and he's bisexual and he knew that he was queer at a young age he said I'd say first grade The next question that we asked was, what do you struggle with every day that a straight person wouldn't know about or understand? 
Steve said, being able to express my love in public and having to worry about if I'm making someone uncomfortable due to who I choose to love. Anne's answer to this question was. Um, so there's actually a lot of things that straight people do not understand um, that queer people experience. And uh, first thing being homophobia, you know, a lot of people talk about it. Um, but it's another thing to experience it. Uh, it's really painful. In all honesty, it, it really is. And uh, I attend a private Christian school, and there's a lot of homophobic people here who just are not accepting um, at all. And it sucks. <laughs> like, in all honesty, it does. Um, and so while straight people don't have to worry about who they can talk to about their crushes to you know i have to be careful about who i talk to about people i like mainly girls you know um so yeah i have to be careful about who i can talk to about girl crushes too um and even then you know like even then when i'm talking to somebody that i know who isn't straight up homophobic there's still a fear that they will say something homophobic and i have had a couple of roommates who have said things that are, were hurtful and just weren't helpful at all and so uh they just ended up the things they said just weren't helpful at all it just <laughs> kind of hurt more than it helped jacqueline's answer was i feel like something not necessarily that i struggle with that straight people would understand but just something that they wouldn't understand that is kind of just like disrespectful um would be just like the the pointless jokes um uh, for example i've heard this a lot uh, said to me or other people just like the oh like can i be your third like stupid jokes like that like it's just it's rude and it's just pointless right and it's just disrespectful so i guess they wouldn't understand that because I mean, no one really makes jokes about, like, heterosexual relationships because that's always kind of been the norm, you know? I really like the point that Anne made because I think a lot of people think, oh, it's 2022, like, there's not a lot of homophobia now. But the, it is still really prevalent, so I'm really glad that she highlighted that. And it's sad that it is still a thing, but we have to bring awareness to it to let people know it is still around and we need to fight against that. Yeah, that's why Pride Month is so important, like, literally just to raise awareness. Because, mm -hmm. like, the LGBTQ plus community is so much bigger than we think. Like, there's so many people who identify as queer. Right. And even though, like, it can be hard to, like, get out of your own head, like, if it doesn't, if it's not something about you personally, like, it's hard to, you know, sometimes you get in, like, a selfish rut, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. But, like, it is really important to understand that People actually struggle with homophobia and all these other things that they have to deal with, literally just for choosing who they want to be with. Right. So I agree with that point. I really like that as well. Yeah. The third question that we asked was, what adversity have you faced? Steve said, what I had to face is the toxic masculinity views that people may have, such as men can't wear bright colors or men are supposed to be strong or not in touch with their feelings and words. Then Anne said, um, so this one time... Uh, one of my friends, she had been in a relationship with uh, someone, and um, this was last summer, so like 
month and a half after I started to come out. <laughs> and um, the, the person she was with uh, lived at the same apartment complex as me. And so I had put up a couple pride flags in front of my apartment because, you know, why not? <laughs> and uh, apparently they had said some really homophobic things. You know, they were saying how uh, she shouldn't be friends with me because I'm bi. And um, they are not together anymore. But uh, she recently told me that. And I was like, oh, um, <laughs> kind of hurts. So <laughs> just just a little bit. It's really hard to be in a religious environment, specifically Christian environment, and at a school where that's the focus and try and be yourself. I can imagine that would be so difficult. And I think it's really not practicing Christianity for people to say, well, you shouldn't be friends with somebody It just for their sexual orientation. That's not okay in my opinion. And I'm, it's really sad to hear that. And how to go through that. Yeah, I agree. In response to Steve's answer, I imagine that is really difficult when you're trying to figure out what you like personally and like who you are as a person um, in general, but also if you add on the layer of questioning your sexuality and if you're straight, especially as a man, I can imagine that would also be very difficult because there are so many stereotypes, which we've talked about a lot on our podcast. Yeah, it's just hard because on top of trying to figure out your sexuality and who you are, then toxic masculinity is just toxic for a reason. <laughs> it's like rampant around you. Yeah, like it's it's just really it's really hard and it's really sad that Steve has had to deal with this and so many other people. And I think that that's another reason why Pride Month is so great because it gives people a reason to just completely be who they are mm -hmm. because and they should be allowed to be like that all the time but when everyone is celebrating and there's parades and events and all this stuff like it just gives people an outlet to be who they really are and not feel judged because there's this whole community of people around them who are also just being so out about it and mm -hmm. I, I love that the next question we asked was how can straight people be good allies um, so I think the big thing that straight people can do to be good allies is um, just listen to their friends, families, loved ones who come out to them as queer or whatever they come out as and um, just listen to them and, you know, don't judge them, you know, ask, ask them what they can do um, when someone comes out to you and, um, you know, yeah, ask them, hey, thank you for telling me. Um, I'm glad that you feel comfortable uh, telling me and um, yeah just be there for them you know educate yourself this was Jacqueline's answer I think that straight people can be good allies by simply just being open-minded but also like for example if like someone comes out to you like a friend or someone just like be like oh like thank you for telling me like I'm proud of you um, you know, like, and I'm here for you if you need anything, just like things like that. It makes, at least it makes me and I'm sure other queer people feel like loved and welcome. Steve's answer to this question was this. I'd say having an open mind to change and accepting it instead of being judgmental or hateful because you never know when someone close to you decides to come out. I feel like having an open mind will make it easier to come out for us queer people. A common theme in all three of those answers was open-minded open <laughs> and supportive. Yeah. And honestly, like, 
just be a decent human. Like that's just basic decent human behavior, I feel like. And I really liked Jacqueline's examples of things to say when somebody trusts you enough to come out to you um, and how you can support people after they come out because that's a big deal. You know, even if you know your family and your friends are going to be supportive, it is still a very big deal. Yeah, to keep that continual support going. And yeah, I think that's really important and a great theme to take away because being open-minded, it can be hard sometimes if you've like grown up a certain way or like you've never been around a certain situation, but being open-minded is how positive change comes about. So that's a really good message to take away. Yeah. And it just makes the world so much more inclusive. And I feel like we are making great strides towards more people feeling more included in the world and society in general. We still have a long way to go, but I think it really is just important to realize that everybody has different lifestyles. Everybody lives different lives and everybody's different. And it's important to acknowledge all of that. Exactly. I totally agree. So the next question is, what is one way that being queer has made you stronger? Here is Anne's response. Um, so something that's made me feel stronger, you know, since starting to come out of bi is probably just, you know, like just being true to myself, you know, like after years of just hiding and being ashamed of, you know, a big part of me, it gets exhausting. Like, and I'm sure so many people who are queer can, um, relate to that <laughs> and understand that because like, it gets so exhausting you know, just constantly putting yourself down for a part of you. Um, and yeah, I think just being honest with myself and, you know, saying, okay, this is who I am. This is a good thing. It, it's a part of me and I should not be ashamed of this. This was Jacqueline's answer. I feel like one way being queer has made me stronger is... You know, I guess just being in a community, like, knowing that, like, people love me no matter how I identify, and also just, like, being in a very loving and, like, open community, in a way has made me stronger because it made, it makes me and others, I'm sure, feel more confident in their identity or, like, for, okay, for example, if I am sh- I'm, I'm struggling with, like, gender dysphoria, I know that, like, there are, like, hundreds of other people who feel the same way, and I know I'm not alone. Um, So I guess that makes me feel stronger in a way, yeah. And then Steve said, I'd say at a younger age, I learned how hard the journey of coming out or being considered, quote, out of the closet can be, especially at a young age. But now I can help young queer teens and be a good mentor on how to handle certain situations and share my experiences on how I overcame those challenges. So the last question that we asked is, why is pride important? Here is Steve's answer to this question. Pride is important to me because it is a great time to express who you are, especially for some of us who didn't get that opportunity to come out at a young age. It also reminds us queer people that we aren't alone in this journey of love and acceptance. On a closing note, pride gives hope and dreams to us queer people, which hopefully one day we won't live in a world filled with hate and discrimination, and make it a safer place for anyone to express how they choose to identify or love. That's a really sweet answer. 
because it kind of goes with what we've been saying about just celebrating being who you are. And that's really what it comes down to. Right. So Anne answered the question this way. Um, gosh, there's so many reasons why we need pride. Um, I think the first reason is because, you know, there's so many people who have come before us who have fought for the rights that we now have. And, you know, we are continuing to fight for those rights because those are just basic human rights that we deserve as human beings. And so we have the right to celebrate that and to celebrate those people um, and to celebrate everybody. And, um, you know, not everybody, but a lot of people who are queer and a part of the community, you know, they have come a long way, including myself. They have come a long way and we have the right to celebrate that. And it is not just, you know, we, we have that right to celebrate that part of us all year round, not just for one month, all year round, baby. And lastly, here's Jacqueline's answer to this question. Pride is important simply because it lets people be who they truly are. Because, I mean, that's not always been the case. Of course, we have not always been able to be like free and not hide our identities um and i mean i think by like having a pride month every year in june and just like having lgbtq representation media and stuff um lets us like still be free and stuff so i think pride is important so that we can continue to be free i really loved all of their answers i like how there was another common theme of how these freedoms weren't always there mm-hmm. and they're not completely free. Mm-hmm. And so I just really like how all of our guests that sent in these, these um, messages for us to listen to and to hear, they all just talked about how it's important to continue fighting for rights. And cause at any moment they could be taken away. Yeah. That's pretty evident. Right. <laughs> um, in current events, we can see that. So mm-hmm. Um, it's important to just celebrate who you are and also it's important for us to celebrate who has fought for everyone in the past and I like how they focus on that as well I really like that too and something else we want to talk about before we end this episode is how you can celebrate pride this month and there's a lot of ways I think one of the most like Obvious, the first thing that comes to love our minds is attending a Pride Parade. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a really big one in Denver. Yeah. Um, and also just getting involved in the community. I know there's a lot of organizations. Um, and Steve was mentioning about working with uh, queer teams. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a lot of organizations that do that kind of work. And yeah. basically just provide support. And mm-hmm. I think that's really important at that time in life when there's so much going on. Right, it's such formative years. Yeah, you're trying to figure out who you are and what you want in life. Yeah, another way is just educating yourself, doing research. Um, one of the sources that we're going to talk about in a few minutes, but I was actually on their website and just reading last night a bunch of resources that they have for allies, and I learned a lot, and it was great. It took me 10 minutes of my day, and so I think that's another great way to just educate yourself. We will definitely be sharing that, like usual. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, and then that source I was talking about, it's called the Trevor Project. So another way you can celebrate this month is to donate. 
to organizations that support LGBTQ plus youth or adults, just that community. Um, and the Trevor Project is a project, it's the world's largest suicide prevention and crisis intervention organization for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and questioning young people. That's a really great resource, and they're reputable as well. Mm -hmm. So you can know that your donation is going to go towards their mission and what they say it is. Right. Um, and I think donating is a really great thing because even if it's $5 or reading that 10 minute article, like it's something that seems really small, but it can have a huge impact yeah, on and this community. They, the Trevor Project website, which is, we'll link in the show notes. Um, they have so many resources mm-hmm. and it's all laid out super nice. They have little toolkits. And so it's like, um, if you are in this situation, click on this toolkit and it has all these articles and it's just really helpful because it's all laid out for you right there, everything you need to know. And they're really easy reads. So definitely go check out the Trevor Project. Donate if you can, but if not, then just educate yourself and read some of those articles. That's great that they have tools for allies and like mm-hmm. members of LGBTQ+. That's really great. Yeah, I love it. So with that being said, happy Pride Month. We hope that you guys found this educational and were able to gain some insights from our guests who were able to share those clips with us. Thank you to Jacqueline, Anne, and Steve. Thank you so much. Thank you for sending your clips and your experiences because we can't speak to personal experiences, but we try our best to be really good allies. So thank you for sharing your stories with us. Happy Pride Month. Love who you love. Be yourself. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye, everyone. Happy Pride.